You're listening to Mischief Media. Hey, Nonplus listeners. This week's sponsor is the OG nerd subscription box, Loot Crate. We love Loot Crate. We've got art, collectibles, and t-shirts from our own subscription adorning our shelves at this very moment. Why did you put t-shirts on a shelf? Well, I... I didn't. It's just, it's for the ad. We've got Loot Crate stuff, you know, decor. It would be weird to have t-shirts we, on a shelf. Yes, it would, but you could put it in a frame or if it's signed, you might shadow box it with other stuff. Loot you Crate could- is the monthly subscription service that partners with entertainment, gaming, sports, and pop culture brands to deliver themed crates right to your little geeky hands. Choose from a ton of different crates from specific franchises like Marvel or general themes like anime, gaming, sci-fi, and more. Best part, they offer local shipping in a ton of different countries. So geeks around the world rejoice. To get 15% off your first Loot Crate order, you've got to use our very special link in the episode description. And when you're ready to purchase, use code NONPLUSSED and snag that discount. Use it for a gift. Use it for a subscription. Just don't use it late for dinner. What? Click the link in the episode description and use the code NONPLUSSED at checkout for 15% off your first purchase. I'll geek to that. And one from Mahler. Instead of coal, we're going to take a shit in the stocking of this film. Because, my God. My God. Morgan Freeman and Kira Knightley, what could go wrong? A lot. A lot. <laughs> a, lot. a lot. A lot. another episode of non plus to gay romp through the disney plus vault that over there is my husband clancy and over there is my husband josh and this is non plus a mischief media podcast yeah. hello hi happy herla days yeah happy himla days happy Thela days we are in a location we're, we're in aurora colorado we're in aurora colorado hail to the king hail to the queen Colorado. <laughs> yeah. It's winter here. It's cold. There's snow. Yeah. I'm, we're living in it. We're is living what, in is it. That's what's happening. It's right nice. Now. We're living we bought in a it. house. Yeah. It's a whole thing. And that's what's going on in our holiday season. And I insisted we are fairly unpacked because I have insisted that we decorate for Christmas <laughs> before we finish unpacking. Yes, and it's yeah. becoming, it's coming along quite nicely. Yeah. Alrighty. Before we get into it, uh, again, I you by the time you're hearing this, it may be too late to get stuff by Christmas. But sure. hey, if you oh no, I forgot about somebody on my list. Guess what? You can do at mischiefmerch.com. You can get a little digital gift card for mischiefmerch.com. Yeah, go ahead and get that. Oh no, uh, stocking stuffers and print it out and stuff it in the stocking. Yeah, you can do your own thing. You can do your own thing. Mischiefmerch.com for all of your gift giving needs this holiday season. Even if it's just a gift card, remember that if you use code nonplus ten. You get 10% off uh, stuff for the non-plus podcast and stuff from their MCU line. Yeah. Um, alrighty. As always, our research comes from Wikipedia, IMDb, Rotten Tomatoes, Disney.Fandom.com. Ring-a-ding-ding. Tis the season. Clancy, what did we watch tonight? 
Oh, well, we watched uh, The Nutcracker and the Four Realms. And ladies and gentlemen, it was three realms too many. It was. Released on November 2nd, 2018 and running a brisk 99 minutes. It wasn't, it didn't feel brisk. No, this was kind of a it's, slog. It's a short film for what it is, but yes, it's quite yeah, the slog. We, we were going through we were we were choosing between this and Ernest Does Christmas. Saves Christmas. Saves Christmas. Whatever. I mean it's the same thing. But yeah, the uh Doing and Saving <laughs> Does Christmas. Somebody didn't go movie. to their Sunday school lessons because <laughs> let me tell you, there is a difference between getting done and getting saved, young man. <laughs> um point is uh woof. Directed yeah. by Lassa Hallstrom and Joe Johnston, written by Ashley Powell, based on The Nutcracker and the Mouse King by E.T.A. Hoffman and The Nutcracker by Marius Petipa, and of course, the Nutcracker Suite. Yeah. And, you know, here we are a hundred and however many years later. Yeah. With this trash. I don't want to dunk too heavy on this, but this was not a good watch. Why don't you want to dunk too heavy yeah, on it? Yeah, no, you know what? Never That's mind. What That's exactly for. what we're going to do. We're We're going to put the proverbial coal in the stocking of this film. There are some things that I liked that stuck yes, out in the and bleakness. we'll talk about it. But my goodness, if it's too late to stop you from doing so, there's really no need to add this to your Christmas rotation. Yeah, there and are so I, and many I feel better like choices. If we're starting this here and yeah, if you've already watched it because you're one of those people that's, "Hey, we're going to watch this before, you know, you listen to the podcast." I'm sorry. Um Well, let's talk about the cast. Let's talk about the cast. First off, we've got Mackenzie Foy as Clara Stahlbaum, probably best known as Renesme from the last two Twilight films. Yeah. You know, uh, after being played by a creepy puppet. Oh, my God. Weird. Yeah. She was also young Murph in Interstellar. Yeah. Uh, we've got Jaden Fawara Knight as Captain Philip Hoffman. Kira Knightley as the Sugar Plum Fairy, the Regent of the Land of Sweets. Oh my God, it's Helen Mirren as Mother Ginger, not Gothel, Regent of the Land of Amusements. Morgan Freeman as Drosselmeyer, Clara's Godfather. Eugenio Derbez as Hawthorne, Regent of the Land of Flowers. Richard E. Grant as Shiver, Regent of the Land of Snowflakes. Misty Copeland as Ballerina Princess. Matthew McFadden as Benjamin Stahlbaum, Clara's father. Anna Medelli as Queen Marie Stahlbaum. Sergei Polonin as the Sweets Cavalier. Ellie Bomber as Louise Stahlbaum. Tom Sweet as Fritz Stahlbaum. Jack Whitehall as Harquin. Omid Djalili as Cavalier. Mira Sale as the Stahlbaum's cook. Charles Lil Buck Riley as the Mouse King. And Prince as Jingles the Horse. <laughs> My favorite character. I'm so glad that that worked out that you got to say Jingles the Horse. Jingles the Horse. Oh, all right. Well, let's just get into it and get this I think over we've with. we said what we need to say. Christmas Eve in Victorian London, Benjamin Stahlbaum gives his children Louise, Clara, and Fritz the presents his wife Marie had set aside for them before she died. Clara receives an egg-shaped box that she cannot unlock, together with a note saying everything you need is inside. The family goes to a Christmas Eve party hosted by the children's godfather and skilled engineer Drosselmeyer. 
Clara asks Drosselmeyer how to unlock the egg, but he reveals that he made the egg for Marie when she was younger. Benjamin becomes angry at Clara for refusing to dance with him, and they insult each other. Clara finds a string with her name on it, signifying her gift, and follows it into a forest in a parallel world where she sees a key. Before she can grab it, a mouse snatches it and crosses a frozen river. Captain Philip Hoffman, the Nutcracker, leads Clara across the bridge into the Fourth Realm, where they barely escape the Mouse King and Mother Ginger, the regent of the Fourth Realm. So we're in London. That's clear. Yes, and people are ice skating on the Thames. Which is weird, right? That's not a thing. No, I think it was probably a thing. You just couldn't pay me to do it because that was basically a public sewer system oh at that God. time. Like people were literally dumping their shit in the Thames. Like these if, people if you, were if ice you skating. Tripped, you are getting a face full of pissy poop. There is this a pastime called mudlarking, which involves going very early in the morning into the Thames at low tide. Uh, in waiters and what have you and basically doing little treasure hunts because you can find literally centuries old antique like belongings small belongings oh my god there was an exhibit at the tate modern of like it was just a big mudlarking exhibit of just all these things that had been found when a subsection of the thames had been completely shut off for like a day and a bunch of mudlarkers jumped in that's rad i'm probably making most of this up but it was something to that effect yeah, honestly, anyway. that was more interesting than the movie was. <laughs> so I'm, I'm totally here for it. You uh, correctly identified the bridge. I, yes, I was like, look at this. I, I love I love the idea of a market on the Westminster Bridge. Yeah. And then I was just very proud of myself that I remembered that that was, in fact, the Westminster Bridge, because that's yeah. the Houses of Parliament right there, which is next to Westminster Abbey. Oh, is Big Ben there? Yes, that is okay. yeah, the yeah, House yeah. of Parliament, Big Ben, Westminster Abbey. It's all right there. Got it. Okay. Westminster Abbey, where a bunch of famous people are buried. Yeah. Authors and the like. Bless. Yeah. Literally. 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 So we're introduced to Clara and being a brilliant engineer. <laughs> it really kind of doesn't. Uh, what am I trying to say here? Doesn't work. It would work if they did anything with it. Yeah, they really didn't. It was all at the sort of end and it was. And really, it just becomes a device in the dialogue to explain why she's the one who has to do X, Y, and Z. Yeah. Because she's made this elaborate. What are they called? Ben Folds machines? Rube Goldberg machines. Rube Goldberg machines. Ben Folds machines. You ninny. Fritz, now be very still. This is how we'll do it. With science mechanics. And a bit of luck. First, we've got energy. The heat from the candle will make the balloon rise. She's incorrect here. It's not the heat from the candle that makes the balloon rise. It's the candle that heats the air that is contained within the balloon, thus making the air inside of the balloon lighter than the air outside of the balloon. Yes allowing it to then float up it's not the heat from the candle and i wasn't even that good at physics yeah and i know that you can't fool me but also that the fact that that balloon in that shot was on a string already which is like okay then what was the point of it get like going upwards because it was already tethered to a string above it yes. that was then sort of pulling it up so yeah, yeah, this this whole this whole contraption and the whole opening sequence and- is a, uh it's it's a baroque game of mousetrap literally uh, basically and i get that this is all just a sort of foreshadow that mice are looked at poorly i guess and also this. hey she understands machinery 
Yeah. It, As a general concept. It, it's really it's a really hokey way to 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 introduce her personality yes and some <laughs> basic sort of motifs throughout the movie yeah uh. and then as we move on right here we're just gonna go ahead and beat the dead mother horse oh my god like a fucking pinata at the, the beginning of the movie just so that we know that everyone has a different opinion about it this boy ah there you are what do we think it's wonderful father with a few adjustments perhaps it's not how mother did it Now, children, I have some presents for you. But it's not Christmas Day. They're from your mother. She asked me to give them to you on Christmas Eve. And that's not how mom would have done it. What the fuck? Who fucking are you? Did you just get here, kid? <laughs> right. Your father is on the verge of tears at every moment. And he's trying his best. And he's putting, he's literally making a Christmas for you. And then your critique was, it's not the way mom used to do it. Right. What a garbage. Literally person. everything makes this man sad. The concept of maybe a key being able to open this box yeah. makes him sad. But you know a key's gonna open it. It's a nug of some sort. What's inside? Is it jewelry? I don't know. It's locked. Are you sure it opens? There's a keyhole. Yeah. Cheer up, Charlie. <laughs> it My really is. God. It's such a woes me. Also, the like, keyhole uh, looks like a butthole. It does look like a butthole. And I'm glad we said that because like, you know, I'm glad they left in the butthole cut with this one. We didn't yes. get that with cats. He, he's very insistent on tradition. And obviously Ugh. it's a metaphor for not having dealt with the trauma of losing his wife. Yes. yes. Uh, but all I could think was, and I know I see it on Twitter. I don't know who the quote is originally from, but it's a. Uh, tradition for the sake of it is just peer pressure from dead people i mean you're not <laughs> wrong and that was my thing i had a note why are they making this so hard on everyone why not just skip this christmas right if it's it clearly we've, she we've died shoehorned this plot point in that it is so fresh yeah that father is sniffling at the waft of her perfume but uh, we're still going to go to the big fancy Christmas party at the Godfather's house. Exactly. It's so, it's so And if you weird. think that it's important for the kids, then send the kids along. Yeah. Clearly you got money, bitch. I also want to talk about Claire and that I was confused up until she got ready to go to this ball that I thought that she was like the housemaid because she was <laughs> dressed completely differently than all of the other people in this room. Yeah, she's got a she's got a dress like she's a tinkerer. She's got like a Right, and an I and I and now shit. it makes sense to why they were doing it, but honestly as I was trying to watch trying to watch this movie because it was definitely difficult. It was just was one thing I was just like, I don't is she the maid? I'll tell you what she is. She's a clever girl. I have to open this. I work it out. You're an extremely clever girl just like mother. I feel very clever lately. Maybe you should spend a little less time in the attic and a little more time in the real world. The real world just doesn't make sense to me anymore. Oh my god. And she keeps getting called this, and every time I just, in my head, am thinking raptors. <sighs> clever girl. Also, Drosselmeyer's like workshop or whatever looks like a cross between the reptile room from Lemony Snicket's and the and the Natural History yeah. Museum in New York. I can see that. Yeah, and, and we just uh, ten minutes we get 
uh, Morgan Freeman as Drosselmeyer. Yeah. Have you seen Godfather anywhere? He sees everything, which can be a great help to an old man. Godfather. Hello, Clara. I need your help. Ah, but I need your help first. Look at this damn thing. Backwards. It moves backwards. The mechanism must be reversed. I know, but I can't for the life of me figure out why. Looking quite a bit like Frederick Douglass. A little bit. I think, <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's one of those things where it's like they got some big names and then didn't use them. Yeah. Well, I mean, they used them, but it, it, poorly. Poorly. Yeah. Like literally Morgan Freeman calls her a clever girl too. clever girl. Yes. But Morgan Freeman and his owl, for the most part, are non-consequential to the plot here. Yeah. <laughs> like. I get that he's facilitating this string going into this other dimension, but like, and it's shoehorned plot. It, it literally really could have been anyone. Know of this story is mostly from the ballet, which is famously what without dialogue. Yeah. So much like with Pinocchio, various questions of why did you adapt that? Why didn't you adapt that? Why did you adapt this this way? Mm-hmm. All of this is alternately boring or terrifying. Yeah. Frankly, there are better ways to spend your Christmas evenings. This tree looks like the one at Main Street at Disneyland, though, in his house. In oh, yeah. House. Yeah, yeah, Just yeah. That big fucking Christmas tree. I, I wouldn't be surprised if it wasn't modeled Ugh. after that. Because, Ugh. I mean, and this is a Disney movie. Just but it's beautiful. so gorgeous. Uh, what's not gorgeous are those fucking deer on stage. They look like they're all experiencing extreme IBS at the same like, time. Like they're hunting contortion. Like, <gasps> <laughs> like little it, deer foots. Yeah, it's it's as not Drosselmeyer's great. like Every, everyone. I have bought you Christmas presents, ladies and gentlemen. My favorite part of Christmas, my favorite part of this evening. I present to you your gifts. <laughs> Follow these strings for a needlessly complicated adventure that will take you down a rabbit hole that is some part return to Oz, some part Tim Burton's Alice in Wonderland, and the Chronicles of Narnia. Like, it's all a mismatch. It's like Disney looked at all of those movies, some of which were their own, and went, okay, how do we apply the successes here? Which are all questionable at best. <laughs> it is really questionable. To this property. Yeah, they didn't have to pay for it. They didn't have to pay for any license. Public domain. For this. Yeah. It's all public. She goes into this other dimension. She follows the string. She finds this. A. She finds this. Uh, uh, the key that's like in the tree. Right. And then this mouse fucking snatches it. This key snatching little rodent. It's just. I, again. It's just like. I don't. I don't understand. Well. And this is where I started to feel like I should have prepped. With the source material like we did for Maybe, Pinocchio. Yeah. Because I don't know why this movie exists yet. I don't either. We're 20 minutes in and we get the Nutcracker and the mouse. Yeah. That have both been alluded to already before. Uh-huh. So there's uh, also, uh, again, odd layers of Alice in Wonderland of, you know, is this a dream or is it not? Is this actually referenced from something? Am I just experiencing an LSD trip because I accidentally drank the spike punch at the party? Right. What's, what's happening here? This mouse king, this rat king. Plus oh of a God. person than the urban legend. Like it it's if you've seen Rick and Morty, there's like that that a million ants guy, which yeah. is a guy made out of ants. 
gun turret. Are you all right? Yes. I only lost 400 ants. My queen is laying more. I am back to one million ants. Someone wake up, Sanchez. That's effectively the There's same thing There's a game here. that was nominated, and I think it won some things at the Game Award, called A Plague Tale 2. Oh. And there are sequences in it where you have to stay in the light because there's literally hordes of rats like this ah! coming after you. It's terrifying, but also it's like in Stray. A weird... Stray's that kind of yes, yeah. yes. It's very much like that. It's terrifying. It's terrifying. It really is. And the way that we're we're visually led to believe that Mother Ginger and these rats are actually the bad guys. Is that you, Clara Starbond? If you go, you'll never come back. No one ever does. Lara, Lara, come here and get your key. What was that? That was Mother Ginger. And she doesn't like intruders. Hey, it's all so creepy and nightmare inducing. And heavy handed. It's very heavy handed. Yeah. And again, I literally, I don't know that I've sat entirely through the Nutcracker since I was a child. Yeah. So I couldn't tell you what all of this is supposed to actually mean, which, if you ask me, makes this an ineffective adaptation. Yeah, very much so. Because at least with, you know, the Tim Burton Alice in Wonderland, like you kind of get it. You kind of get where the left turns are coming from. It's not to say that, like, I don't think that there could be license in the Nutcracker to, you know, make something original or whatever, which is like really what they were trying to do. But, you know, as we uh, talked about earlier, there were two directors on this. And that generally means that there was some problem with production. Wikipedia didn't divulge too much, and frankly, I didn't care to research. Yeah, and truly, it's but I mean, that's generally an indication when you've got two directors on there, unless they're like partners, like the Russo brothers. There's it's usually because there was some sort of production problem. All righty, shall we move on? We shall. Cool. Captain Philip brings Claire to the palace where she meets the regents of each land the Sugar Plum Fairy of the Land of Sweets, Shiver of the Land of Snowflakes, and Hawthorne of the Land of Flowers. They tell Clara they are at war with the Land of Amusements, which they refer to as the Fourth Realm. It is also revealed that Marie was the beloved queen of this magical land, and thus Clara is the princess. The Sugar Plum Fairy explains that Marie created this world as a young girl, and that she animated everyone with a machine that can turn toys into real people. Sugar Plum says this machine can be used to defend the three realms against Mother Ginger, but it needs a key matching the one for Clara's egg. So the Sugar Plum Fairy is fucking horny for birds. Like, she is a whole thing. Here's where one of the bright stars of this uh, exhibition comes through. I I like Kira Knightley. I've always enjoyed her in films. This proves she's got quite a bit of range. She's never been this kind of, like, upbeat, bubbly, giggly... She, I can't, I don't know that I've ever seen her be this woman. No, I, I haven't either. I was kind of surprised that this was Kira Knightley. Yeah, like, right? Absolutely. And honestly, she's chewing this entire movie up. I, again, I, I think she's most consistently consistent. Yeah, for in, sure. In both that and, I don't know, she gets it. She knows where she is. She understands the assignment. I think she's the only one who maybe even looks like she's having fun. Yeah, I think you're right. A, Clara looks like a fucking moody teen this entire fucking time. Yeah. It's sort of a downer. Big American McGee's Alice vibes off of Clara. Yeah. I will say Harlequin and Cavalier are probably the gayest gatekeepers ever. I'm Captain Philip Hoffman, and I demand you let us through. Oh, demand, is it Demand. Now? Oh, Captain Hoffman of the famous Hoffmans, is it? 
Oh, if we'd known you were coming, we would have rolled out the red carpet. Yeah. Booked the trumpeteers. <laughs> Captain Hoffman has arrived. For goodness sake, she's a princess. Well, we all say that these days. Wishing don't make it so, my love. Overindulgent fathers, that's what I put it down to. Would it help if I told you that her name was Clara Stahlbaum, daughter of Marie Stahlbaum? Just ridiculous. Uh, vaguely homosexual. Yeah. And Harlequin's hair. You can't really tell because they've got the hats on, but he has like flowing ginger locks. Yeah. It's precious. It's very, very precious. I will say that the chairs that they were sitting in to watch the Nutcracker suite or whatever the fuck was happening at that time. Yeah. Very opulent, but like. Yes. You earn everything. Opulence. You earn everything. The whole showing the difference in time, that whole sequence. Oh, yeah. I don't understand what we're trying to do here. Except to establish that, you know, time will pass differently in both locations. But it's not like a whole lot of time really feels like it's passing because of the way it's shot. Whenever she's in that clock, all of these like the weird zooms and pans that go go in from one scene and pull out to reveal another. Yeah. That are kind of wild and wacky that don't really imply much time is passing at all. I, I don't know if there's a, a name for this technique, but I just through all a lot of these montages, especially I was like. Why is this here? Why yeah, are we doing this? It, yeah, it's it's like they're trying to justify things like they're they're trying to fill plot holes of like, OK, well, she's going through this. Like, how does time pass? OK, well, we need to have a scene that shows how that works. Everything seems to be going so slowly. How is this possible? Your world moves much more slowly than our world. Brits and Louise, there they are. Look, there's father. He looks lost. Everything looks different from the realms. Well, even going into the ballet, we see the the soldier who's operating the spotlight. Yeah. And it goes into the lens of the spotlight and suddenly transitions into the backlit scrim scene from the beginning of Fantasia yes, with the orchestra. And it's like a smooth transition. That's very cool. What is it doing in this movie? Yeah, this feels like, how is it telling this story? I mean, I was going to say like, this feels like such a different vibe. Yeah. I would have appreciated the entire movie being this vibe. And then we watch, I think a good portion of the ballet that this movie is based on. Yeah. Why not just film the ballet? I mean, what are we doing? Yeah, this that really is stupid. And then also the fact that like Sugar Plum needs to be filling an exposition. Mother Ginger's the one who began this war. I hope you'll be the one to finish it. What do you mean? She keeps saying, come, I'll show you. And we keep getting further and further from the point. Yes. Yes. And it's just frustrating. It's like, we're not stupid, but also like, can we just get on with this? Like, truly? Yeah. Well, and we get to the machine, which again, how does it make sense? And where do we get this from the ballet or the source material that her mother was a brilliant engineer that created a machine that not just made toys come to life, but also something that was an alternate dimension that it's living in. Yeah. There's 
It, it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. And they sense. don't explain any of it. And like, that's, that's the thing. It's like, that would have been more interesting to find out as how that was made versus, Hey, let's just see the state well, of things right and now. From what and I whatever. remember from the ballet, it's all just Drosselmeyer's creepy and magical. Like, yeah. why can't it just be that? Once we were lifeless toys, mere playthings for children. Then your mother arrived and changed everything. She gave us life. How? With this. With the engine. This is my mother's invention. Yes. The engine made us real. Well, now we have feelings just like you have. And, and oh shit, this robot needs a butthole key too? Yes. And suddenly slide into the uh, the butthole key flashback. This one time her mother told her about a magical land she once created. And it's like, we know that this happened. Why are we now seeing it? Uh, yeah, I don't know if it's just they don't think that the people that were watching it were going to be able to get it or whatever. And everything the mother says weird... is a call to action for a different ty- a different kind of this kind of movie. Yes, yes. I'd love to take you, my darling. But there are some journeys you have to go on alone. Clara, I know you sometimes wish you were more like your sister. But I love you because you're so different. You see the world in a unique way. When you realize that's your greatest strength, you can change the world, my girl. And I'll be watching you. She's saying, be who you are. Some journeys you have to take alone. You're my favorite child. Don't tell your brother, whatever. Yeah. But it's all happening at the same time in this one flashback. And we never get a reference to her mother outside of portraiture or art again. It truly is unnecessary. It also sort of invalidates her, her initial reaction to this realm in that she was, her mom literally told her that this existed. Exactly. Not so, long ago. Yeah. Not long ago. And it's just, it, uh, it's just so frustrating. This owl is useless. <sighs> the owl. Like it, it, it's, it's like the Eagles in the Lord of the Rings. They are just nowhere to be found. Right. And they swoop in at the end. I almost made that note. God bless Clancy. Yeah. Uh, man. And look, I'm the target audience for dead mom grief as a plot device, <laughs> but much like Diana and a chorus line, I feel nothing. <laughs> oh no and that's all i have yes yeah. i do like that when sugar plum fairy was getting stressed that she was eating her hair her cotton candy yeah, hair i was that like was cute. I, I can feel like that's a vibe but Truly. again kira knightley is killing it is killing it in this movie and it's a cool scene with all this like <laughs> practical stage scenery and stuff. it like- is i would have preferred it to been that like even if it was just that this realm was just that style Maybe we should have watched Babes in Toyland. Maybe we should have watched Babes in Toyland. Anyway. But, you know, hey, there's next year. There's always next year. Yeah, th- yeah, that owl could have eaten that mouse, by the way. But the mouse ends up, you know, spoiler alert, they're not the bad guys. Yeah, I wonder if the owl knew that. And maybe we were supposed to get that? Maybe we were supposed to get that, but guess what? I didn't. Well, and even if we are, <laughs> we, why Why does it take this much it's took examination to tell the fucking Nutcracker, which is normally told without words? Yeah, it's it's frustrating. Shall we move on? We shall. Sneaking into the fourth realm, Clara and Philip steal back the key from Mother Ginger, ignoring her warning that Sugar Plum is lying to them. 
but Clara is disappointed to discover that the egg is only a music box. Sugar Plum uses the machine to bring toy soldiers to life and orders them to attack the fourth realm. She then reveals that she lied about Mother Ginger, who had resisted Sugar Plum's plan to take over all four realms in revenge for her perceived abandonment by Marie, and that the machine can turn this world's people back into toys as well. She imprisons Clara, Captain Philip, and the male regents, causing Clara to blame herself. All these tin soldiers look moist. Yeah, it's like oily. It's not. I get it. They're supposed to look look varnished. Yeah. But it looks like they need a little bit of a vino. Yeah, they need to be cleaned up a little bit. Yeah, it's get one it's of them a little oil gross. Cloths. Now, I want to talk real quick about the sneaking into the fourth realm. Sure. Okay. It's it's framed as sneaking in. But Clara doesn't understand what the fuck sneaking means. She A takes an entire army and is literally just shouting full voice. They literally get to the gate and she's like where is everybody? What's going on up there? Why have we stopped? Come on, it's only a bit of fog. It's almost as if in D&D, somehow your tinker rolled a success on getting to lead the mission, but his stealth is so low that you just get wrecked before you get there. Yeah, this is like a poor D&D campaign. That Honestly, somebody, it would be funnier as, as a, a D&D, D&D campaign. As is, it would be hilarious <laughs> as a D&D be. campaign. Well, hey. But it's trying to take itself too seriously. It is. Except for Kira Knightley, who again, throughout, understands the assignment. Yes. I would say Helen Mirren does too. Yeah. She's just not given enough screen time for no, any of it to she's, fucking she's matter. Got four, she's got four minutes just like Freeman. Like, it's just, she doesn't get any time. I will say that, like, the Tremors moment of the the uh, Nutcrackers falling into the ground yes. is terrifying. It is. It's also chock full of Wilhelm screams. Gather the carousel. We can't fight or we can't see. Oh, yeah. This is just like Tremors, except instead of Reba McIntyre, it's Wilhelm scream. Yes. Yes. Now, this is going to seem like a weird pivot, listeners, but I promise it's worth it. Once upon a time, we went to Halloween Horror Nights at Universal. Yeah. And one of the experiences you could walk through was American Horror Story, and there was different sections based on different seasons of the show. They did this a couple times. The year we went, Freak Show, Sideshow, whichever that one was, yeah. was on order, and we walked into a creepy circus tent um, where Clancy promptly began avoiding eye contact from the bearded lady and saying, nope, nope, nope. As he wandered off into the corner, I, I walked very quickly. This that. looks like that. Yes. But also looked vaguely racist with some of the way that these clowns are painted. Mm-hmm. And then we see these horrifying, almost like killer clown from outer space redo babushka doll, whatever the, like, I, I don't know what I was watching, but I'm never going to forget it. And if I ever start having night terrors, these will be the stars. (laughs) 
What the fuck? Yeah, these what the the, these, actual these fuck? clowns. I just this is a Christmas movie. It is a Christmas movie, and this is just not great. No, like you know what? Honestly, and this was at that point, I was like, yeah, absolutely, burn the fourth realm with fire because this doesn't need to exist. And the fact that like Helen Mirren allowed this to happen is also terrible, right? And like, why is Mother Ginger's face cracked? Yeah, like, none why, of it's explained. Why does this it. realm? Why is this realm the way it is? If they're actually the good guys, I, I, like was Sugar Plum withholding resources? Like, get into the socio political dynamics here if you're really going to try to make something interesting, yeah. rather than just making shit up as you go along and going, actually, Mother Ginger's the hero. What? Again, I think that there were two movies that were happening here. I think that there was a movie that was, you know, hey, we're trying to do Narnia where the mom is dead and she's discovering it, right? And it's also and then, kind of Alice in Wonderland. And, yes. And then there's another movie but that is trying to be like romantic. this trying to be like this fantasy world yeah. that is, has some sort of, you know, social political, uh, you know, hierarchy already. Yeah. And almost it, like a lot of the post bomb Oz work. There was a lot that they were trying to dump into the melting pot that was the hot mess of shit that this movie was. Yeah. And what was it? It was just 2018, right? Mm -hmm. This is just four years ago. Yeah. What are they trying to do? I don't know. None of it makes any None damn of it makes sense. Any sense. When they finally get the key and yeah. she opens that egg, <laughs> the note that I had here was. Philip, you're cute, but you're simple because she <laughs> says there's nothing inside. And he goes, there's music. But my mother told me everything you need is inside. There's nothing here. There's music. I thought, I thought if I found this key, then I would find answers. That everything would make sense. <laughs> He's oh, such Philip, a precious soul. You precious baby angel with those warm metallic tones on your upper lip. And I was going to say Hello, he's got that like baby. gold, that gold like and a little lip bit lining. like orangey bronzy on his eyelids. It's a little like Lil Nas X a bit. Yeah. yeah. And it's it's I felt it's inappropriate because he also <laughs> seems really young. He does. I, I mean, he's got to be a over good here. look. It yeah. was a good look. For sure. We get another clever girl here for some fucking reason. This keeps happening. I don't. And it's never contextualized. It never is. I don't understand why it's it's just such a anybody that a scriptwriter that is writing this movie is basically ha, had to have seen Jurassic Park. And every time you're putting fucking clever girl in it, all you're doing you is you know what the adults in the audience are going to think are going to do. Yeah. And it's like, what are you trying to do? Also. The suspension Ugh. of disbelief in the room is tenuous at best. And you're yeah. going to hammer at it with the Jurassic Park reference. <laughs> Seriously? Yeah. It's in so the year of our Lord 2018. Yeah. When there's a Chris Pratt rattling around with raptors in the background oh somewhere. God. Come on. What oh. are you doing, Disney? So I think she lost that whole troop of nutcrackers. Like she's not a great general. Again. No, she's not. But she literally all got murdered for that key that opens that egg and she doesn't have any sort of remorse for it other than just no. like, meh, this is, this has nothing in it. Meh. Yeah. Uh, your mom gave you this egg that made music. It, try to find some joy in it. Just like your sister found joy in the dress that she got. Right. Exactly. Uh, 
I mean, I and I love again. We've been talking about Kira Knightley. We've been gassing her up this whole episode. Yeah, I love everything. I haven't said it yet about Sugar Plum's look. The wig is perfect. The mm-hmm. dress moves gorgeously. Yeah, she's working the whole thing throughout. But this whole turn is weird. It wasn't a turn that I cared about. Like again, she sells it. My mother wouldn't have wanted. I don't care what your mother wanted. She's not here. I. I order you to stop. You order me? Well, well, well. Finally ready to play queen, are we? Too late. I only needed you to bring me the key, and now that I have it, I have no more use for you. Seize them! Like, it doesn't make sense. Is she selling it? Yes. But does anything else in the movie sell it? No. No! And then the message, the crux here at the end of Act 2 is that the power was inside you all along, which is another fairy tale trope. Click your heels together, Dorothy. Yeah. That is being shoehorned into this. Hey, remember at the beginning of the movie when she was an engineer? Remember? remember? Okay. But nothing else in the movie sells it. There's a parallel universe where a wicked movie got made sooner and she played Glinda. Yeah. You know what I mean? That would have been cool. Which is basically the inverse of this turn Mm -hmm. or sort of a, an odd Mobius strip of this turn. But anyway, Still. we're getting derailed because we are our own imagination of Kira Knightley as Glinda in a wicked movie that never got made because now it's going to be Ariana Grande. And I guess that's fine. So yeah. why don't we bring this, uh, fruitcake out of the oven to roost? Sure. Let's do it. Let's cook this goose. Let's cook this goose. Clara opens her egg-shaped music box again and discovers a mirror illustrating that all she needed was herself. She and the other prisoners escape. One of Mother Ginger's mice shows Clara into the engine room and Captain Philip convinces Mother Ginger to help overthrow Sugar Plum. Clara shuts down the machine while fighting off soldiers with Mother Ginger's aid. Sugar Plum attempts to turn Mother Ginger back into a toy, but Clara tinkers with the engine so it aims back at Sugar Plum when activated, turning her back into a porcelain doll and rendering her entire army lifeless. Thanked for restoring peace among the realms and the destruction of Sugar Plum, Clara promises to visit in the future. After saying goodbye to Captain Phillips, she returns to London, where time has hardly passed since she left. She and Benjamin apologize to each other, and she finally decides to dance with him. He accepts, and Clara opens her music box. Benjamin reveals that the music was the first song that he and Marie had ever danced to. They danced throughout the night in the ballroom. The way the mouse balls up his fist at Philip. Yeah. When they're arguing at this little moment right mm-hmm. here as they're, you know, having to tenuously trust each other. Thank you for your help. Can you get us to the engine room? Are you sure we can trust him? Don't start with me, Mouse. Right, stop. We don't have much time. We need to work together. Super cute. It was. But I'm running out of patience. I I really am. (laughs) This whole physics thing with the rope was nonsense. Mm -hmm. Like you could have just remember she's a clever girl. She could have just dropped down on the rope. Like they could have just put the rope down and tied it. But no, yeah, because they're in this this whole they're in this prison room that has windows and an exterior that really anyone with. I mean, I, maybe you do have to be a clever girl to realize you need a cantilever if you can't tie a rope. <sighs> I don't know. It was just it was just stupid. Labored. Unnecessarily again, labored. Again, real stupid. Uh, I will say that now Sugar Plum, new wig, new me, like 
it is. It's it's just styled a little differently. It is styled, but it's like it's nice and pointy. Looks like syndrome a little bit from the Incredible. But again, it looks good, and I think that that's you know like I think that she looks on point here. And again, she's the best thing about the movie, and that sucks. It does, but at least there was a bright spot. Yeah, and we keep intercutting between her, you know, maniacal or megalomaniacal overtaking of the realms. Yeah, with their attempt to circumvent slash distract uh, you i mean you heard it in the thing she's trying to get into the machine she's scaling this waterfall and rock face to get the water wheel mm-hmm. and then suddenly there's a crow hole let's go mouse lead the way i don't speak for it these crows just in this hole it's a crow hole well i don't get it you don't have a crow hole i don't have a crow hole <laughs> that wasn't on the listing when we bought this house yeah, there, yeah there is was that no a thing crow, should I, we have a crow hole we, in we Colorado? need to get a crow we need to get a crow hole my next note was in all caps not these fucking assholes again god damn it these clowns are gonna haunt my nightmares yep 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 i 100 a million percent agree like it is just awful i hate them and i don't want to see them again no never yeah. And then as we're, you know, as Clara is sneaking into the toy shop, we we flash back briefly in our minds to the ballet where there were clockwork mice. Yes. Because she finds a clockwork mouse to distract the tin soldiers. So I guess the original clockwork mice were Chekhov's clockwork mice. I guess. But this movie is trying too hard to tie all of these references back together. It really is. And I also was kind of confused as to why I thought that she was going to go put the clockwork mice in the machine to make them real. Yeah. And start because, a fight. Because at that point, yeah. There but would instead, be like, what we get is something that looks uh, like a killer, Benny Hill. It looks like a crossover between killer clowns from outer space and a Doctor Who episode. Yeah. This looks like a Christmas Doctor Who episode for the last 20 minutes of this film. Oh my film. God. That's exactly what it is. In a feature film. In a feature when film. it's on Doctor Who, that's fine. That's yeah. part of the gimmick. Yep. Uh, and then they didn't teach poor Helen Mirren to use a whip. She's just swinging it around her. Like, she's whipping it around her head, but she's not like actually cracking a whip. She's it's not, just no. She's. They basically said, you know what? Do what you think you would do in this giant green room. And then they animated the toy soldiers to to fall to, to like yeah. hit to run into the rope. Yeah. Again, the, this whole thing was just sort of laborious. Like, this whole thing was like. Why isn't she just going and grabbing the key? Why is there's this uh, this whole distraction thing that's happening? Why is it that it takes her so long to just stop the machine from working? Yeah, I don't know. Ugh. As all of this is coming to a head to the climax, uh, Keira Knightley does the, um, you know, I'm the queen of the castle sing-songy thing. You just had to interfere again, didn't you? I stopped you once before, remember? You merely delayed the inevitable. The princess... Where is she? She's gone. She's fled the realm. She's safe from you. Then I'm the queen of the castle, and you're a dirty rascal. This is madness, Sugar Plum. It has to stop. Yeah, what was that about? It instantly reminded me of Six, which is where we've heard it. Yeah. I'm the queen of the castle. Get down, you dirty rascal. Get down. Get down, you dirty rascal. Get down. 
but it makes me wonder if that whole if that you know little couplet is sort of like a folklore I want it's got to be maybe like that childhood what it is. song yeah a la ring around the rosy that just as Americans we don't know not many, I don't know but, not many castles on this side of the pond but you know I just heard it six when that happened exactly yeah. <laughs> yeah I the next note that I had was about this line she left me everything I need <laughs> which is apparently myself in a mirror or something i don't understand all you need is you all you need is to be what 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 is the actual point of the story what is the moral we're trying to tell what is the journey that she went on yeah that because she hasn't actually mourned her mother's passing there is no expression of grief or exercising of trauma there's just I was in a clock for a few hours, but it was only a few minutes out here. Daddy, daddy, dance with me now. Daddy, daddy, watch me twirl. Daddy. Yeah, this is such a poor, uh, a poor example of a movie about grief, right? And we've we've seen a lot of good movies recently that deal with. We've seen a lot of movies on this podcast that deal with grief really well. Better than this. Yeah. And it's just like, again, it's just it's such a. Onward was a better exploration of the grief after a, you lose a parent than this was. Yeah. What was the movie that we just brought? Uh, it, fucking Black Pinocchio. Panther. Oh, yeah. Like, well, Conifer. Yeah. Like, well, that, obviously. Mm, for sure. Those. But like, at least like we've got movies like that that are just so much more adept at yes. dealing with it. Like it just this just seemed like it's just a plot device. And uh, I just I, who cares? I think you could compare the execution of this to a mediocre jukebox musical. Yeah. And that like you've got, except it's kind of the inverse. We, we, this story has been told visually mm-hmm. and audibly, yeah, but not in this way. Yeah. So we know, you know, point A to point B or, or either you point A to point Z, but we're going to take as many left turns as possible for no fucking reason. Yeah. And and I will say that like when that part happened where it was like, oh, the mother's gone and stuff like this, I normally have the inclination to, you know, like try to hold your hand or whatever to kind of give you comfort. But yeah. in this situation, I was like, this is just so benign. Yeah. Like it doesn't give, there's no emotional weight. Again, other than it just feels like everybody's moping. It's like Diana from Chorus Line. I feel nothing. <laughs> And uh, the owl did fucking nothing. And the owl did fucking nothing. This movie was made for 120 million. I believe it. Lots of visual effects that yep. are at least scary enough to make me think, is that clown in blackface? <laughs> uh, it made 173.9 million. That's so not enough. <laughs> it, no, Rotten Tomatoes. The critics score was 32%. Uh, Richard Roper from the Chicago Sun-Times uh, said that it creates magical, fantastic scenes that should utterly amaze audience, yet... The all-important emotional bonds between the characters feel thin and scripted. Where's the excitement? Where's the sense of discovery? And the amusing comic interplay. Thank you. This is exactly the point. 2.5 out of 4. Yeah. yeah. Peter Travers of the Rolling Stone said Tchaikovsky must be rolling in his grave after this wretched attempt to turn the famous fairy tale slash ballet into a blockbuster results in slow torture for kids and grown-ups alike. One out of five. <laughs> slow Peter torture. Travers coming in hot again. <laughs> he is. Uh, Charlotte O'Sullivan um, was the only one that gave it a sort of positive review from the one of the only ones I could find from a an outlet that I recognize. Fair enough, which is the London Evening Standard. 
uh, said, at its best, it follows the zany cross between The Wizard of Oz, The Company of Wolves, Tim Burton's Alice in Wonderland, and Abfab. Uh, sure. Uh, uh, Kira Knightley is a riot and totally worth the, the price of admission. I, that's kind of our sentiment here, though. Kira Knightley is the only good thing about this movie. She's the only good thing about this movie, but I don't even think she's the, the worth the price. No, 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 no. You don't need to watch it. Viewer score 34%. Robert T in 2019 said, what the crap was this? How hard would it have been to stick to the story? Boo. Yeah. Ray J gave it a half a star and said, screw this. I hate it. Morgan. Is she talking to Morgan Freeman directly? I think so. I do that. <laughs> I do that every once in a or while. He, I don't know. Ray J. Could be anybody. Then Rory F. Uh, December 2nd of this year gave it five stars. Honestly, my favorite Christmas movie. I don't understand why the rating is so low because it's honestly so good. Rory. Bless his heart. You sweet summer child. Sweet summer This is not good. <laughs> you sweet summer This is child. objectively not good. It really is objectively not good. Go watch Muppet Christmas Carol. They're adding a song back to it. Yeah. Yep, Much yep, more yep. worth your time than this. Uh, awards, there are none. Um, nothing of note. Kira Knightley got something. Oh. Uh, maybe like an MTV award or something. It, nothing. Again, nothing no. of consequence. No not trivia e- I felt like even, digging up. No. No. I so, just... Again, to reiterate, don't watch this movie. You don't Sometimes need to. Sometimes it's fun to find neat factoids about, you know, the film's production or yeah. whatever. I'm just, uh, if look, if y'all have a fun tip about this film that you'd like to share or maybe a reason that we were perhaps a little bit wrong about our approach, by all means, shoot us an email at submissions at nonpluspod.com yep. and let us know why we were wrong. Let us know something neat about the production. Let us know which production of the ballet is your favorite. And uh, if you know personally any ballet dancers that looks like this guy who went over the credits, because he was oh right, that he was worth thing. the price of admission. That was that was wild. Oof! I've got some somebody some- buy me a drink sometime and ask me about my ballet dancer stories from New Zealand. I've got a couple. <laughs> um, Clancy, where can they find us on social media? Uh, they can find us at Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at nonplusPod. Yes, and you can find us on Patreon with. Some of the other crew from Mischief Media at patreon.com slash making mischief. Check us out there. You get bonus episodes and bonus content. Also, remember to rate, review, and subscribe on your podcasting platform of preference. Game that algorithm. One of the easiest ways to give us a Christmas present this holiday season is to give us a five star rating and write a really good review for us. Yes. How hard could it be? I mean, at, least at this point, yeah. you're getting the content for free anyway. I mean, this, this part I'm you don't have to pay money for. Yeah, you don't Kindness have to. Kindness is free. Kindness is free. You know what else is time and you can't get it back when you waste it on a film like this. Yep. We hope that we've condensed this story into a lovable hour or so and saved you the hour 45. Uh, I mean again, just find a super cut of Kira Knightley scenes in this and you'll be fine. <laughs> exactly. That over there is my husband Clancy. And over there is my beautiful husband Josh. And this has been another episode of Non Plus. It's Christmassy. Yeah. We got our lights up. It's cold as balls outside. I just love it so much. I got to tell you, the snow outside just makes me want a hot chocolate real bad. There you go. I'm trying to do my Jennifer Coolidge because White Lotus just ended. Uh, yeah, and that scene of well, her. Man, I, I want a hot chocolate. <laughs> That scene of her on the boat trying to throw the ashes out while that other couple oh is God. trying to have that. It's so <laughs> awkward. You need to watch the new oh, season. Oh, so good. So good. Okay. okay. Bye. Bye.
Oh, you scrolled up past it. Yes, it's my fault. It is. We're from, we're in, de- we're, uh, well, Benjamin, 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 Benjamin becomes angry at Clara. Oh my God. <laughs> can you imagine if I ever had a reason just to read one of these? Yes. That's all. We can runner. Before she could grab it, a mouse snatches it. I'm going to do that again. This is a fucking garbled marble mouthful. Garbled marble mouthful. Clara opens her legs. No. <laughs> oh, no, Joshua. No. And remember to get 15% off your first loot crate order. Click our very special link in the episode description and use code nonplus at checkout to get 15% off your purchase. Get your geek in the box. What? Geek in the box, girl. You're going to get us into trouble. I'll get to that.